I just think that what they do fit what I do best, you know? What I do naturally kind of seemed like it lined up. Didn't hurt that it's AFC North, which I'm familiar with. I just want to get back to a team that wins, playing my best ball. Hopefully, Ravens, we can make a deep push. What is your most enjoyable thing on the football field? I mean, it's just making a good block. You know, when you make the block, the impact block of the play, it's like the ball runs right off you. It's just, you know, a great feeling. You just want to go get the next one the exact same way. I've also seen that you're a guy who will practice your reps in some unusual places, like on vacation, in the store. You know, I don't think anyone notices too much. I'm stealthy. Football's usually on my mind one way or another, so, you know, it slips out sometimes. What's the hardest produce to block? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. I am joined by Clifton Brown today. Garrett Downing left for vacation one day early. The old Friday departure for the vacay. That's rich, isn't it, Cliff? Real rich. Veteran move. (laughs) You know, you know, we all know who's dedicated to the podcast around here. Mm -hmm. And it isn't Garrett. Okay. Making a strong case right now, Ryan, for sure. (laughs) That's also a teaser. For next week, I'll I'll say this right off the bat. Next week, we're not sure because I'm also going to go on vacation. But, (laughs) but, but here's the big difference between me and Garrett. See, Garrett said, I'm on vacation. Nah, I'm out. I'm out. Don't, don't be calling me. Now me, I'm going to be on vacation. Actually, a vacation this time, not a staycation. But I still might record a, a lounge. If we get a good guest. We get a big time guest. I'm coming. I'll be here for you, Cliff. I appreciate that, Ryan. But now don't don't get burned out on me, baby. You need a break. <laughs> so, so you know, do whatever you want, but make sure you take a break. All right, I will. T- speaking of taking a break, oh, Cliff, you're a pro. Don't forget <laughs> to take your water break. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. Wow, Cliff. Even without Garrett, the transitions are on point today. <laughs> <laughs> with that said we don't want to take up too much time here talking about vacations because there's we have a big time guest here and that is new ravens free agent edition kevin zeitler big time guard who's going to step into the offensive line let's get right into that interview we're thrilled to be here with kevin zeitler and uh kevin let's start off talking about the most important thing that you're going to bring to Ra- the ravens and that is some incredible dog trick talents okay this guy, I'm telling you, competed with Justin Tucker and Brandon Williams for the uh, most valuable performer a couple years back or a few years back. And you busted out some pretty nice dog tricks. Can you tell us uh, you know, a little bit about that, how that came to be, all that? Yeah, um, that was never supposed to happen, first of all. <laughs> Basically, how that all started was my agent said, hey, submit a video doing some basic dog tricks and you get a free phone. And... You know, I'm like, okay, easy enough. A couple weeks later, I get a call. Oh, you actually have to go to LA and do this whole dog routine on a, you know, national televised show. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was uh, not a great moment. But uh, obviously, we're like, you know, this is a cool opportunity. We're going to do it. And, you know, ended up flying like me, my wife, my dog out there. And yeah, we were able to do it. So definitely say, uh, not something I would normally do, but it was fun. And uh, obviously I got to meet some future teammates without realizing it. 
<laughs> I, I like that. I like that you'll do anything for a free phone. You know, I once signed up for a credit card for a free Jimmy John sub. You know, so nice. I like I like how cheap you are. That we we got a connection already. All right, so what's the dog's what's your dog's name and uh, what's what's their best trick? Uh, my dog's name's Amber. We got her way back in uh, 2013 as a rescue, and uh, I don't know. Like her fit best thing is definitely spin her bag. She just wants to all the treats all the time. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, you know, we'll talk a little football. Just signing with the Ravens, you know, what what was it that put them over the top? If you said, all right, the one deciding factor, and you said it was a tough decision with a lot of teams. If there's one factor for Baltimore that pushed them to the forefront, what was it? Um, I just think that what they do fit what I do best, you know. What I do naturally seems, you know, after talking with their old line coach and old coordinator and everything, it just like kind of seemed like it lined up. Didn't hurt that it's, you know, AFC North, which I'm familiar with and all that, but uh, you know, it's just been the best fit. Hey Kevin, one thing about your career, I know is you've been extremely durable. Other than just having luck, why do you think that you have been able to stay so healthy year after year? Um, you know, I think I really take my strength conditioning seriously, but I also take like the recovery and all the other like, you know, body work very seriously, just as far as like massage, acupuncture, Cairo, um, rolling out, uh, doing different things, yoga, like, it's just what I enjoy doing. So for me, like this whole off season, I'm always, you know, trying to find, learn something new, do something new and, you know, whatever it takes to keep out there. Cause you know, the only way you can affect the game is if you're out there on the field helping the team. So, and I want to be out there. Right. I've also seen that you are a guy who will practice your reps in some unusual places, like on vacation in the store. Uh, how did you get into doing that? And have you ever gotten any strange looks from people seeing a guy doing, uh, you know, some offensive line reps in a grocery store? Uh, you know, I don't think anyone notices too much. I'm stealthy. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I just – football's usually on my mind one way or another. So, you know, it slips out sometimes. What's the hardest produce to block? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I'll have to think about that next I time. I feel like water – I mean, watermelons, I mean, they're pretty big. They're, they're, like, big, a, they're yeah. like a nose tackle. It's true. They are similar. <laughs> <laughs> very similar I, I, i'm wondering kevin uh, how much of it of, with the ravens you know just their winning culture you know going to the playoffs three straight years with lamar jackson you know the last time you went to the playoffs was 2015 you know it was like you can't you were with the browns before the browns started going to the playoffs last year you know and the bengals were kind of building up and then the giants how much of it was that winning culture with baltimore and, and kind of going back to the playoffs I mean, that was big, you know, getting to this point, you know, you want a place with the established culture, you know, and they, you know, they know what their identity is. And, you know, that was a big part of the decision. And I'm happy to join in and buy in. I kind of feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I always feel like you're, you've kind of like flown under the radar. Like you're like a Pro Bowl player who hasn't been to a Pro Bowl, right? And, and maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Do you think any of that is because of the teams that you were playing for, you know, like they weren't having a ton of team success. So you didn't get as much attention and, and you're kind of a mild mannered guy. Most of all, I'm in R, I guess. Uh, but like, it just seems like, you know, you're better than I feel like everybody should know who Kevin Zeitler is. Like everybody should know, like you should be a household name and yet you're not kind of, you know, how do you see that? Why is that? 
I'm just as what it is, you know, there's always people that miss out and you know what? It's not a big deal right now. I'm just <laughs> excited to be part of the Ravens and, you know, hopefully get back to win. Right. When you uh, look at this, you've, you've switched teams in the past. You're a veteran guy, an established player. Is it is that going to help you come in right away, you think, without too much of a transition period of getting used to things? Or do you think that, you know, you'll have quite a bit to learn quickly once you start getting on the field, particularly if there's no, you know, field time before we get to training camp because of COVID? Um, I think it's going to be fine. You know, I'm used to the moving process now, so we're already on top of that. And, um, you know, as far as that, you know, yeah, you always have to, you know, adjust when you get here. But, you know, football is football, so things will, you know, translate easily. Right. Do you, do you feel like, you know, when you watch the tape of the Ravens, I don't know how much you've watched already of them, that like you're, you kind of are salivating at looking at their blocking schemes and saying, wow, yeah, you know, with the things that I do, the way I pull, the power that I play with, like this, this is going to just be a perfect fit like Marshall Yanda was in this offense. Yeah, you know, seeing what they've done on film, you know, I was playing the AFC North last year when I was with the Giants, got to see a lot of film of them and, you know, what they do looks fun and... <laughs> Yeah, definitely fits me. How how much is is it intimidating at all, kind of following in Marshall's footsteps? You know, they were looking for that guy, and now you're that guy. You know, what's the feeling of doing that? I mean, Ravens have a nice offensive line history. You know, you think of Yonda and some of the tackles and the current tackles even. Like, they have some great, you know, history there. And, you know, it's not so much being Marshall. It's about being the best version of me I can be and, you know, getting after it. And, you know, hopefully that lives up to that. <laughs> Can you take us inside your conversation with Marshall a little bit more? Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, we, uh, you know, connected and, you know, he said he loved it out there. You know, he said the owner treats the players well. The system is made to get players better and the team is, you know, always ready to go and excited. So, you know, it was all very appealing. I know Derek Wolf gave you a nice compliment the other day talking about you're one of the best offensive linemen he's ever going against. At this stage of here, what's it going to be like for you going against Derek, Calais, Brandon in practice? And even for a guy who's as good as you, do you think that how's that going to help you? You think maybe even take your game to another level? I mean, that's a beastly D line to go against, you know, a lot of the time. So um, it's just going to help, you know, when we get to the regular season. Was there any part of you that thought that you could have landed with the Ravens coming out of the draft? Because I'll share a story here with you. I remember being at the combine when you were there and I went to your like press conference thing and I was like, this dude, he looks like, sounds like, plays like everything about this dude screams Raven. And I remember talking to Joe Ortiz, the Ravens director of college scouting. I was like, this is Eitler kid. This Eitler kid looks like he's going to be a player. He was like, tell me about it, man. So, like, was there any part – I mean, you weren't far away from where the Ravens ended up selecting. The Ravens ended up trading back. Was there any part of you that thought that you could have landed with them from the beginning? Uh, given, like, how the whole uh, draft process went, you know, if I would have put money on it back then, I would have put the Ravens very high hmm. during that. Interesting. That's very interesting. Now, I also Did heard a story, too, that you thought you were maybe going to be a second-round pick or a second-day pick, and you had a party set up for day two at your house and then you got picked day one is that true and then how, how did that go down uh yeah you know i mean going into it you know they said late first maybe early second but you know in the event that happened i wasn't about to have a party you know and not be picked so we set it up <laughs> for the next day and of course well they flew me out right away 
So I wasn't even at that party the second day. I was like, oh, guess I can't be there. So yeah. <laughs> your family and friends, they party without you. Yep. I went and got to work right away. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Ken, why is it that you feel like, you know, do you feel like you've been a Pro Bowl snub over your career? I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't really care that much. <laughs> so so when you're looking at all right your career in baltimore like that's not something that's necessarily on your list like what's your list for moving forward i just want to get back to a team that wins playing my best ball and you know hopefully you know ravens we can make a deep push nice nice what what is your most enjoyable thing on the football field what what's like the gives you the biggest rush um, I mean, it's just making a good block, you know, when you make the block, you know, the impact block of the play and, you know, it like the ball runs right off you. It's just, you know, a great feeling. You just want to go get the next one the exact same way. <laughs> nice. How, how much, you know, you talked a bit, a little bit about Lamar Jackson. Do you think it's going to be different at all blocking for a guy like that? You know, a, a running quarterback who can be anywhere at any given time. I mean, it's definitely going to be uh, something you have to get used to, but at the same time, it gives you opportunities you wouldn't have at other places. So right. it's uh, definitely uh, worth it in every way. Right. Now, now, can we count on you to call Orlando Brown Jr. and say, hey, man, I want to I play next to you. I don't know if you've seen any of the, the news. You know, we need you to recruit Orlando to stay now. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I like to think, you know, if he does stay, that'd be one heck of a right side. But um, I understand where he's coming from. He's a very talented guy. He played well at left tackle last year. So, you know, whatever happens, you know, it's what it's going to be uh, what's right for him. So whatever happens will be good. Yeah, I, I tell you, I do like the sounds of that line. Holy cow. Yeah. That that if you got both those tackles and you whoo, we got Bradley Bozeman left guard. We'll figure out center. That's that's nice. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Kevin, you have any theories on why so many good offensive linemen have come from Wisconsin? I mean, there's a long line of guys, uh, you being one of them. Um, I mean, there's a huge uh, history and culture there. Like, when you're an O-lineman at Wisconsin, I mean, it's almost like you're the, going to the superstar position there. And I honestly, in the weight room, everywhere, I think they push the O-lineman harder than anyone else on the team. And, like, the guys who are out there on the field, they're the ones striving, you know, harder and it just like you know it just keeps building and building i mean we've had uh guys who were backups get drafted into the nfl like it's crazy so <laughs> i think it uh translates really well over to the pro too what they teach so i think that helps too do you go back a lot there in off seasons to work out yourself still oh uh, yeah you know i go back about once a year meet up with my old line coach and you know go through some uh classic drills you know just reset the base and all that nice what, uh, Kevin, I read that you kind of got bullied somewhat as a kid. Can you elaborate on that and what that childhood was like? Um, I mean, just classic, you know, fat, out of shape kid. And, you know, whole school just came down on that. And then eventually I started getting bigger and stronger and they stopped that. So that was big. <laughs> did, did you have to whoop anybody's ass? Uh, no, I never tried to return it like that. Um, you know, I just went about my business and took care of what I needed to take care of. And it obviously worked out very nicely. <laughs> when, when did, when did you kind of make that physical transformation where it was like, all right, now I, I'm a football player. I have a football player body, you know? Um, uh, eighth grade going to freshman year of high school. That's when things started changing quite a bit. And like people didn't mess with me as much. <laughs> 
and, and and how do you uh do you ever think about that you know when you take the football field like i remember marshall yana used to talk about hey man you got to play this game pissed off you know you got to go in with the, that edge like you have to play with the edge every time you take the field how do you get your edge when you go out there man, i think it's just honestly going out there you know there's no other feeling like that running out into the field you know getting ready to go against the best of the best knowing that you're up at that level and you know it's go time there's no time to worry about or wait around it's you go give it your all nice what's what's your playing weight usually like kevin uh during the season and have you kept the same diet over the years or have you made changes in you know how you what your playing weight how you get ready for the season your diet anything like that over the years um i mean it's usually been right around 320 and i mean i've tweaked my diet here and there based on you know things like that may be affecting me or whatnot, but, uh, you know, it stays about the same, you know, year after year. I hear you're a big meat lover too, huh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to dinner, man? If you have go to a steak place. Right now I've been uh, hitting the tomahawks pretty hard. Uh, that's been a change up. I'm usually a filet guy, you know, classic high protein, but uh, the tomahawks have kind of been my new uh, thing lately. Nice. Excellent. Are you, are you a good COVID cook? I am not. That all goes to my wife. So <laughs> she uh, crushes it and uh, makes sure I'm well fed. Very cool. All right, Kevin. Well, we're super thrilled to have you, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and we can't wait to see you on the field. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. All right, Cliff. Well, uh, really good to hear from Kevin. Not the most talkative guy. Not the most talkative guy. He's about as talkative as you are, Cliff. <laughs> well, <laughs> I might have him beat, actually, Ryan, I think. Uh, we, should have, we should have a contest, have a silence contest. You can stay silent longer. But I like, actually, it's refreshing to see a guy or hear a guy who's like, looks at the Pro Bowl, like kind of shrugs his shoulders. I mean, I know. I, I, don't know, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It's been a long time. You would think a guy who's been in the league as long as him, who's never been to one, which to me is crazy. Yeah. And he, he acts like he doesn't care if he ever goes to one. So certainly they're bringing in a a person who's not worried about his accolades. I think he's really hungry to win at this point in his career. He's never won a playoff game. Um, That coming to the Ravens, he's got to really be thinking like, okay, this could be the place where I finally get to get some glory. So we'll see, but we won't be going to him. I don't think as a go-to guy after games to to really break down (laughs) what happened. Right, right. Yeah. It, you know, it was funny, like, you know, here's kind of inside the mind of, of a journalist, like of a writer is I was like chasing this story of like, all right, here's like one of the NFL's best guards, like hiding in plain sight, you know, because he's been on these not so great teams. He hasn't gone to the playoffs. You know, he hasn't gotten the attention. He hasn't gotten the awards at the Pro Bowl. And like, you know, like I was kind of thinking, all right, he's probably kind of motivated by this. Then he was just like, nah, he just took a shotgun to my story angle. He's like, Boosh, nah. That's not the angle. <laughs> or maybe that is the angle. The angle is just that he doesn't care. Yeah, it's interesting. It's different. But yeah. I think uh, he brightened up a lot talking about Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, brightens up talking about eating meat. So, <laughs> uh, so you've, got a, you've got, a, got a few things to work with. I think yeah. Joe Deal Sanders is going to love working with this guy, too. I mean, imagine a guy who – does workouts, you know, footwork practice on vacation, uh, you know, in grocery stores, 
I mean, yeah. he'll be the first guy, I think, on the field for drills. So I think the coaches are going to love him. I think the teammates are going to love him, too. He's well-respected amongst his peers, which always – so I'm always interested to see what other players have to say about players. And, mm-hmm. you know, to hear a guy like Derek Wolf, who definitely doesn't just hand out praise, you know, left and right, talking about this is a guy we couldn't have signed a better person. He respects how good he is. That, to me, is like, well, okay, this guy's a player. He, he's yeah. exactly, I think, what the Ravens needed that spot. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's funny. He kind of does remind me of Yonda in a way. I mean, Yonda wasn't the biggest talker for much of his career either. He'd be like, you know, every time he go to talk to Yonda, he'd kind of, in a joking way, roll his eyes. And, oh, you guys again. Got to talk to you guys, you know. And, uh, you know, Marshall was, had his own kind of unique sense of humor. But uh, he's just down. It's just, it's all business, man. It's business. And it like, yeah. And, and he's just a focused like team guy and um so i i think he's a he's the perfect candidate to step into that hole that the ravens really had last year you know i think it's funny now you know you look at this offensive line and and especially if orlando stays if orlando does not get traded who i mean the ravens are going to have one of the best offensive lines in football i mean you're looking at it'd be hard you'd be hard pressed to say there's a better team with with a better tackle duo than Ronnie Stanley and Orlando Brown, particularly if Ronnie's healthy. Right. And, and now you talk about Bradley Bose, Bradley Bozeman, who has really emerged as a top tier guard. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a very, very solid player. And now Kevin Zeitler. Right. I think it remains to be seen exactly how center shakes out who the starting center will be between McCary, Tristan Colon Castillo, or whether they sign somebody or draft somebody high, but phew, sign me up for that offensive line any day. No question. And we know the Ravens are going to run the football well, period. Uh, but what I would love to see, too, is maybe this year, sometimes when Lamar goes back to pass, he's looking around, looking around, checking his watch, you know. <laughs> checking, and, you know, like you see some other quarterbacks with that kind of time. I mean, yep. we know Lamar can escape uh, yep. if the rush is there. But if, if Zeitler can help eliminate that pressure right up Lamar's face, I mean, that could make a huge difference uh, in, in what the Ravens can do and what Lamar can do in the passing yeah. game. And I, there's been a lot of talk about wide receiver and the fact that the Ravens haven't signed one in free agency yet as of 1.17 p.m. on Thursday or Friday afternoon. Um, but like, I think that improving the pass protection for Lamar was a big part of the calculation this offseason in terms of improving that pass game. Signing a wide receiver isn't the only way to improve the passing game. It's what you're talking about, Cliff. Better protection can certainly be a big part of that. Plus, you know, they got two new coaches. You know, they got T. T. Martin and they got Keith Williams, and they're hoping to kind of take some strides there with developing their young wide receivers. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big-time addition. I'd take one. I'd still take (laughs) one for the record. But I'm just saying, like, that I think is a big part of it because what was the big difference? What was the big difference between 2019 when Lamar led the league in touchdown passes and won the MVP, and 2020? What was the big difference? Well, I think one time in time in the pocket certainly. Yeah, um, he didn't have Marshall Yonda. Right. Yeah, Marshall Yonda won there. He had. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lam- right? Lamar had the same receivers. His top receivers were the same guys. Hollywood. Mark Andrews and Willie Sneed. Those are the top three pass catchers both years. The difference was he didn't have Marshall Yada and Ronnie Stanley got injured halfway through the year. 
That's a big difference. Huge difference. I mean, huge holes. Yonder, you know, we all knew he, he's he's really an irreplaceable guy, but you had to actually see what happened. And then, like you said, with Ronnie getting injured, it only magnified, I think. You know, Orlando did a great job mm-hmm. staying over at left, at left tackle, but he can't play two positions at once. So, yep. I mean, I think, yeah, the Ravens were pretty open to me about how much they – they were going to focus on trying to upgrade the offensive line. And this, to me, Zeitler, you know, doesn't have to be a sexy move to be an important move. I think this is one of these moves that when the season, next season ends, hopefully people are looking back and saying, wow, you know, that that was really important to get a guy like that. And, yeah, I'm not trying to jinx him either, but I, I love looking at a guy's track record in the league of being durable. Class yep. Campbell's the same way. Guys who are always available. Uh, that shows that they know how to take care of their bodies. And even though, you know, you need some luck to do that, when you see a guy who's been in the league eight, nine, ten years, it's rarely missed time. To me, that's always a good sign. Absolutely. The other part of the equation of him staying so healthy, which he didn't mention, was hydration. You make sure you drink your water. (laughs) You know, you got to stay hydrated. And it's a good reminder, take your water break, fans, okay? Stay hydrated. Stay Royal, Crown Royal, Canadian whiskey. Oh, yeah. Anyway, great to talk to you all. Cliff, thanks for coming on. Uh, really was good meeting Kevin Zeitler as well. Can't wait to see what he does on the field. And like we said at the top, probably we'll be back with another episode of The Lounge next week, but no guarantees, all right? This might be it for next week. We're hoping to get Tyus Bowser on the pod. Knock on wood that we can make that happen, but we'll see. Anyway, thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you later.